everybody welcome back to your rights at work chris garlock here with ed smith once again as usual if you've got questions and don't we all about your workplace rights the ones you have the ones you don't have the ones you wish you had give us a call 202-588-0893 lines are open we'll get you on the air try and get those questions answered ed smith how you doing brother I am doing well, a beautiful day, and uh, not too hard at work today, so I can't complain, Chris. All right. Listen, got a great show for everybody, and uh, hey, you know, I was doing a phone bank last night, and one of the interesting responses was a lot of folks did not seem to know that there is an election next Tuesday up here in Maryland. July 19th, we'll be choosing candidates from governor right on down to county council, or like in Charles County, where I was calling, they got county commissioners. So we will visit in just a little bit with UFCW local 1994's Amy Millar, find out how labor is getting out to vote. And Ed, you know, a lot of folks are finally, finally traveling this summer, going to see those, you know, those folks we haven't seen in, I don't know, a couple of years, is it before times? And if you are a union member or a union supporter, one of the things you want to know is how do you find a union hotel? Because... They don't usually have a sign on it that says, you know, <laughs> that'd be cool, wouldn't it? It should be. <laughs> no, right? We'll work on night that. Night here, big sign next to Howard Johnson's or whatever. Well, we're going to have somebody we can ask about that. Unite Here Local 25 has got a new executive secretary, Treasurer Paul Schwab. He's going to drop by to give us the inside scoop, how to find a union hotel and even how much to tip, because I know people want to know that. Also, if you happen during your travels to be in San Francisco uh, this summer, you're going to want to make sure to catch a free performance. There's a brand new musical uh, from the San Francisco Mime Troops called Back to the Way Things Were. Nostalgia ain't what it used to be, and that is sure true. Uh, it's directed by Valina Brown. Uh, she's somebody, we've heard her, uh, Ed. She has starred, in fact, I think she's the principal player uh, for the radio dramas that we played uh, during the pandemic from the San Francisco Mime Troops. So it's a real treat. We're going to visit with Valina Brown. She's going to tell us more about the show. Plus, we're not going to tell you who it is yet, but we are going to celebrate the birthday of an American legend. Very excited. I, uh, yeah. Um, hey, by the way, uh, if you are traveling, uh, just be, don't, don't let your guard down. You no. Vigilant. You know, the uh, new uh, variant has been... Uh, <clears throat> pretty difficult around the country and and um so just be safe try to mask up as much as possible and i still recommend if you're inside masking up and even if you're outside if you're in a gathering um you know with a number of people you should really stay masked and uh, get your booster 
That is Ed wearing one of his many hats uh, as a, as a member of National Nurses United. That is definitely their recommendation. I will tell you, Ed, I just had to run down to the office this morning. I was on the metro, and uh, there's a, there's a lot of people on the metro, which is good. I'm glad for that to see more folks out. Uh, but I got to tell you, I put my mask on. I I, I knew what you were going to say, Ed, and I had my mask on, and I felt better. I did. I got to tell you, I have a number of colleagues that have come down with the virus. Yes. And- that's know, right. Fortunately, the ones I've talked to have not been in the hospital, but I know uh, several. One of them is an arbitrator, well-known arbitrator, and he said, you know, I wouldn't wish, wish this on my worst enemy. Um, and that's somebody who didn't even have to go to the hospital. And, and another attorney I know uh, had it, and she's been recuperating for like three weeks. Same with a nurse. Oh that goodness gracious. All right. 202-588-0893 if you got questions about your rights of work. Or, hey, if you've had COVID, and I'd love to hear about how that has or has not affected you at work. 202-588-0893. Folks, this is your show. This is your rights at work, Chris and Ed. Let's hit a couple of uh, quick um, labor news headlines, Ed, before our first guest. Uh, here's here's a sad one. Uh, another labor giant left us uh, earlier this week. Uh, Gerald McEntee, everybody called him Jerry, um, longtime president of AFSCME. That's the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. In fact, they're in Philadelphia this week having their convention. He passed on uh, Sunday. And Ed, Ed, I'd forgotten this. Maybe I never knew it. Um, McEntee was a Philadelphia street cleaner's son. I, I didn't realize he came from such humble beginnings. I didn't know that either. And I only got to meet him once or twice. Uh, but one of the true greats and that people don't even know who he is really outside of the labor movement, even those of us, some of us in the labor movement didn't really know him well either. But he is definitely one of the legends uh, over the past 40, 50 years. And he will be sorely missed and uh, we give our condolences to his family and the brothers and sisters um, uh, at, at AFSCME. The thing to, for folks to remember about AFSCME, uh, you know, it's it's the state, it's counties, county employees, state employees, it's, you know, a lot of folks like that uh, have taken a lot of shots over the years, you know, going back to the Reagan years, you know, when it was, you know, sort of in fashion to go after government workers. Uh, but that union has, has really hung in there. And, and McEntee actually led them to some historic uh, growth. But also, Ed, and especially for our listeners here on PFW, AFSCME, and my guess is that some of you folks out there are members of AFSCME. You know, maybe you work for the city. Maybe you work for one of the counties. Uh, but AFSCME really was a force for working people, a voice for working people, and, and a force to be reckoned with in, in the civil rights movement. There's lots of pictures of AFSCME leaders walking arm in arm with people uh, like Martin Luther King and other civil rights leaders, you know, in demonstrations here in Washington, D.C. Uh, and so that's a, I think it's a really proud legacy of that union. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and of course, AFSCME was uh, the local down in Memphis with the strike that. Uh, That's right. Dr. King. Um, by the way, there's a great book on that. Um, the Road to Jericho. Uh, yes, yes. About the uh, 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 hard work and one other great leader coming out of AFSCME, Bill Lucy. That's right. And Bill is still with us. 
yes. still with us. Absolutely. Uh, and he, he uh, uh, McIntyre, Jerry came out of the Swamp Poodle neighborhood in Philadelphia. For those of you that, that know Philly, that really was a very uh, working class uh, neighborhood. A funny thing I'll tell you about Jerry McIntyre, Ed, I was looking for quotes from Jerry for, uh, you know, Union City. We always have a quote in there. Um, Here's the problem. You may remember this about Jerry. Jerry was not quotable in a family newspaper. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry, but, uh, Jerry, yeah. Jerry was a man of few words, but they were choice. They were choice words. We probably couldn't have them on the radio. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He could bring a house down uh, with his speeches. He. I remember one time Ken Lyons with Nage and him gave a speech in Puerto Rico, and the two of them just knocked the house down with their, their fire and brimstone. But you're right. There was a couple of choice words. <laughs> anyway, did you, did you find any that were? I did. I did. But it, it was, I, I have to pull it up. I'll see if I can find it I'm, during one of our breaks. Or I, I, I found a good quote. But it, if you knew Jerry, you knew it really wasn't, you know, I probably should have just found one of the expletive later, one, later one, but it would have been bleep, 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 you know. Bleep, bleep, bleep. We'll fight. Bleep, bleep. Right. Until the end. Well, I mean, again, he's a working class guy. He comes out of Philadelphia. It's a really, you know, it's a tough union, uh, you know, and they, they've had to, you know, really, I mean, and, and literally, this is a guy who was not afraid to go toe to toe uh, with U.S. presidents. So, you know, that that is uh, really something to to be you know, remembered and stood up for. So we're excited about that as well. Um, now, I don't know, there may be an update on this, Ed. Uh, the Dodger Stadium concession workers were threatening to strike the All-Star game, which is coming up next week. So I don't know if you or any of our listeners have heard any updates on that. This was as of July 11th. All right. Uh, 90... All right. This is the first time I'm here. Do some checking there. 99% voted last Sunday to authorize a strike. These are Unite Here members. Maybe when we, uh, we get Brother Schwab on from Unite 25, because um, they, they obviously represent stadium workers here in D.C., um, but this is, uh, they work for Chicago-based Levy Restaurants, uh, which runs the concession operations at Dodger Stadium. So that's like 1,500 food servers, bartenders, suite attendants, cooks, and dishwashers at Dodger Stadium. So uh, hopefully that gets resolved uh, because you got to have your hot dogs and your beer at your baseball game, right? As of 13 hours ago, they have resumed negotiations in an effort to avoid the strike. That's the latest All I see. All right. All right. Good the work. World Wide Web, Chris. Department of Ed. All right. Again, 202-588-0893. If you've got questions about your rights to work or if you just want to join in the general madness that we call your rights at work. All right. As promised, um, you know, there, as I mentioned at the top, uh, there is an election next Tuesday. As I, I mentioned during the phone bank last night when I was calling, a lot of people did not know that. So if you live in Maryland uh, and have not yet, and my, I, I will be honest, my absentee ballot is on my table. I got to fill out those little, you know, those little circles. I got to get that mailed in. But Joining us to tell us all about what's going on with the labor vote in Maryland is another, none other, easy for me to say, uh, Amy Millar from the mighty UFCW Local 1994. That's the folks who represent uh, folks up in Montgomery County. Amy, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. So uh, you're part of, I mean, it's going on across the state. I was calling it to Charles County uh, last night. I know that you have a, a 
big event. Another canvas coming up on Saturday. You're teaming up with our brothers and sisters in two, three. I don't know. You tell me. How many different locals are you guys teaming up? It keeps getting bigger every time I hear about it. So this is uh, canvassing out of our office will be uh, SEIU locals 532 BJ. But labor will be uh, doing canvases across the state on Saturday. So what's the, what, you know, I want to talk sort of more generally, uh, if folks want to know exactly who has been endorsed, uh, that is certainly uh, at the DC Labor uh, website, and I think it's also on 1994's website. I want to talk more generally about this statewide effort, and I think people don't realize, Amy, is, is everything from governor right on down to, you know, the local level, right? That's right. That's right. It's a lot of really crucial elections. I know we tend to always focus uh on presidential, but so much that affects uh, working families uh, happens at the local level. In fact, uh, it happens almost always first at the at the local level. So these are really the elections that that matter most, particularly if you live in a in a solidly blue state for presidential anyway, um, like Maryland. Now tell us about labor's efforts. I mean, I know that you know labor does endorsements. But this goes far beyond that. I mean, you're, you're, you're walking, you're talking, you're calling. Tell, tell us something about some of those efforts. So uh, it's, it, this has been a really extensive um, and coordinated effort. I know we've been, we kicked this off in a really widespread way about 40 days ago, but really a lot of locals, including ours, started uh, even before then. Uh, we've been doing, I know Local 1994 has been uh, canvassing. Uh, to every Tuesday through through Friday and Saturday uh, for the last uh, you know five five six seven weeks even um, to some extent uh, we've been doing uh, phone banking efforts we've been manning the early voting polls we've been calling and emailing and texting and hustling our members uh, so it's been it's been a really really big push. I want to get added in this conversation, but what what's the idea about? I mean, uh, I mean, face to face seems so old fashioned in this technological era. I mean, you know, you, you could literally just sort of, you know, do social media. Wouldn't that be enough? I mean, I think we do all those things too, but we're all bombarded by social media messages and emails, and I know. I, I don't open a huge ton of those that look like, and I'm, I'm more plugged in. I mean, this is my job, right? I'm more plugged in uh, than, than your average person who's like struggling to, you know, get home from work and take care of the kids and get dinner on the table. Um, so I think that nothing, uh, it, it's a lot harder to, to, to tune out uh, a direct call from a, from a fellow union, uh, union member, you know, that's a live person on the end or even more so out of somebody who's, you know, there in person to talk to you. Yeah. I was really surprised, Amy, when I was calling last night and when I could get through to folks uh, and I was just sort of, Oh, do you mind if I take a couple of minutes? People were really happy to talk. It, it was, it was actually really, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know there's always people are nervous doing it for the first time. And then when they get there, they're like, oh, no, this was actually pretty cool. Ed Smith, I know you want to jump in. Ed, Ed's down in the district, but uh, he's got plenty of members who are out there in Maryland, right, Ed? Absolutely. And thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, there's nothing that beats pressing the flesh. Just as simple as that. And, and, and that will never go away because looking people face to face. And then also... Like you said, a fellow union member, and sometimes people know each other, and uh, that really spreads the word. Um, 
So I appreciate that. Uh, I'm not sure if you realize this, Amy, but I uh, am executive director for DC Nurses Association. And one of our very own is running for uh, county council um, in um, in uh, PG County, and that's Walla Gay. And I know she's been endorsed uh, for many. One of the things that I was talking to Chris about off the air, is I said, labor endorsements are great. Um, but they only go so far. The real power of labor is doing what you're doing is canvassing. And Walla just actually got the endorsement from the Washington Post. I'm someone who on this station has not always had great things to say about the editorial board and the Washington Post. But today I, I will give that <laughs> kudos. Um, and what I told Chris and he agreed is that that really matters because that hits a public that might not be aware so much of that there is an election, who's in it. And so maybe your thoughts on that, uh, how, how uh, to utilize the, the press, um, but how really it matters for us to be canvassing and talking and calling, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is particularly a challenging election, I think, um, because the date has changed. It's really at a time when folks are um, on vacation, uh, thinking about vacation at least. Um, it's, it was delayed uh, due to some of the issues re related to, um, to redistricting. So I, and that's one of the things that I've definitely seen time and time again in conversations that folks, it is not on people's radar. It is not. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I know we've all heard this, like it takes like up to seven touches for, to, to, you know, between electronic in person on the phone to kind of register in somebody's consciousness. So I think that that the media is a is a really important part of that overall uh, messaging. Yeah, and and uh, the candidates having to get out and 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 having people at the polling locations is huge as well. As, yeah. as I see it, and, and so I really thank you for all your work you're doing in Maryland. Yeah, we were excited to to endorse uh, Walla. We also do represent. Uh, it's a smaller number, we, but we do represent quite a few members in Prince George's County, and we've been out at some of those early vote um, locations as well. Yeah, her big concern was uh, name recognition and people knowing about who's who's fighting uh it was uh, campaigning against each other so i think that the like you said the delay in the election the um you know we're in the summer um it's an off year it's it's a tough role but it's great to see labor out there um on a daily basis and not just one big union you know 32 bj has always been like the big the big boy or the big girl in the uh in the in the mix but it's great to see a, a number of unions uh, out there so we really do appreciate it Hey, our last question for you, and we were talking to Amy Miller from UFCW in 1994 about the uh, upcoming primary elections. The general, of course, will be in the fall. Uh, but Amy, just to, to, I wonder if you could speak to it. It's, it does seem like we're seeing more and more union members running for office. Is that you've been around for a while? The union's certainly been active in politics for a long time. Is, is that just uh, my perception or is that actually happening? No, um, that's that's absolutely happening. Um, there's quite a few union members that are that are running to strong uh, strong campaigns this year, and one of them is a local 1994 uh, member. Uh, he was a bus operator and then a transit coordinator with Ride On. Um, became very active in our union as a as a shop steward, as a uh, executive board member, and he is running for delegate in um, in D39. Um, and, you know, these are the type of folks, they understand the experiences of our members, they understand the importance of, 
of the work that, that we do, be it, if it's nurses, if it's ride-on operators, uh, wh wherever it may be in terms of the, the importance of what labor is bringing to the table. So I think it's so important to have those voices in the General Assembly, in the county councils. And that's that leads, really, go ahead, that, Ed. That leads in the healthcare, that leads in the housing. 100%. Progressives who come from the labor movement aren't just about helping working families but helping all, you know, lift up, lift up all. By the way, D39, where is that? And who is the candidates? Just for so that the is Clint, Clint Sobrati. Um, thank you for asking. And he is, um, and D39 is uh, Montgomery Village, uh, Germantown uh, area, Gaithersburg. I know, Clint. Clint, I saw last saw I spoke, God, it was a couple of years ago, one of those uh, uh, fire fire Fridays with Jane Fonda. We were we yes. froze our butts off at the Capitol. Oh my God, it was one of those freezing, freezing rain things. Clint is a is a is just amazing. Uh, he he would be a terrific, terrific delegate. So absolutely. All right. Amy Millar, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to want to check back with you after the primary, see how everybody did. But uh, I will try and I got to go to the other rally at, at uh, 689. But I'm going to try and slip up there to yours at 10 o'clock on, on Saturday. All right. Fantastic. I'll uh, keep an eye out for you. Okay. We, we will also have uh, Tom Perez uh, and uh, Mark Elrich will be. Oh, you got all the big dogs. You got the, you got to the big dogs. To kick off our, our, uh, our uh, canvassing operations. So. Nice, nice. All right, now, now, wait a minute. I got to ask you an important question because I know they got Krispy Kremes down at 689. What kind of uh, refreshments oh, are you going to have? Just saying. I'm going to have to tell. So Travis uh, from SEIU Local 500 has taken on the responsibility All of right. that, and I will tell him the pressure is on. You got You got to step the game up. To, here. to protect our good names. <laughs> uh, we are the food. We, as uh, our president, uh, Gina Reno, says, we are the food uh, workers union. So uh, we, we have to deliver. Okay. All right. Good luck. Thanks so much, Amy. All righty. Thank you. It's Amy Millar. She was a UFCW in 1994. That's a Montgomery County Employees Organization up there in Montgomery County. All right. As we mentioned earlier, a lot of folks, uh, you know, carefully are traveling this summer, and that's a good thing. Uh, but if you're a union member or a union supporter, one of the things I know you're asking is, hey, how can I find a good union hotel to rest my weary head? And we got just the guy to tell you, and it is the brand new secretary, executive secretary treasurer at Unite Here Local 25. It's the hotel workers here in town, and that is Mr. Paul Schwab. Paul, thanks so much for joining us here on Your Rights at Work. Thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. Well, so I, I saw that you had uh, the International Unite Here had relaunched their, uh, their, their website, uh, Fair Hotel. And I love it, first off. It's just, they've really done, you know, sometimes there's a relaunch and it's just kind of cosmetic, but they've really done a, a good job with it. Um, and, and one of the things that I had noticed is that, what were the things, uh, the, I, there's a boycott list. That's pretty obvious. You know, you want to avoid hotels that are being boycotted. What is, what is at risk? It's where there's a, there's a strike risk where we're not yet boycotting, but we want people to know that before they, you know, for instance, in particular with uh, large events, you know, if you're going to be planning something, you should know that this might be jumping to the boycott list. We're not telling you to stop, not to stay there. 
but we also know that many events are planned long in advance and we want people to be cognizant of the fact that hey this might drift over and we don't want you to say you didn't tell us so, so that's uh that's where it's at before we go into this topic by the way i will i was listening to uh, with great interest with um Amy's uh, part of the show, and I, I will give a shout out to my own members and staff please, who we please will be do. volunteering in some uh, in some volume in uh, you know to to hit the doors in Maryland union member doors uh, uh, this Saturday uh, for the elections, going out there for a bunch of candidates both in PG County and statewide. But I couldn't agree more about how important this election is. It's important clearly for AFSCME. It's important for our members both because they live. Um, you know, in Maryland, but also because, you know, we have a bunch of uh, properties we represent in National Harbor, and we're looking to, you know, to grow there, to grow the number of union hotels that we can put on our fair hotel site. And uh, we, you know, we need to work with government to make sure that the development that happens is fair and good development and benefits communities and workers. So we're going to be out there, uh, you know, hitting, hitting the ground for candidates who believe the same thing. Well, we always know you're out there because we see those those uh, those bright red local 25 shirts. We smart know 20, looking, aren't we, we know you're very smart looking. The black you can't go wrong with black and red, Paul. Black and red, nope. <laughs> we know your folks are are out there. We're talking to Paul Schwab. He's the executive secretary treasurer of Unite Here Local 25. Uh, Ed Smith, I'm sure you've got questions about uh, the FairHotel.org. Yeah, first of all, uh, Paul, congratulations. Um, and secondly, I want to give a shout out. He might be, I think he listens quite often to John Boardman. Uh, John was a great leader and, uh, I think he is retiring now and we'll see how, like every other labor leader, when they retire, how much they really retire, but a shout out to John. I, I think, I think John's probably not working on his golf game. In fact, I think he may be one of the few leaders. I don't think John's ever touched a golf club, if I'm not mistaken, John, right? John Paul? plays, John plays well, I don't think we want him to either, really. <laughs> John, just, it's just not safe, is it? John has a uh, John plays guitar. There you and, go, and jams with people, and has a great record collection yeah. as well. I've been over to his house, uh, and he actually graced me with a, a, a view of his "quote unquote" man cave. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I love the uh, Fair Hotel. It looks great. Uh, I've kind of checked it out a little bit before time. Um, you know, I represent nurses in the District of Columbia, and we are always we're always the ones that doomsday are saying uh, that make you know tell people be careful, be careful, be careful. Um, what are you guys seeing in terms of your workers uh, with the COVID issues and um, how they're dealing with it, getting back on the job? Sure. I mean, I think there's a couple of issues here. Uh, one of them is just. Uh, you know, the, the DC hospitality economy springing back to life, which it has uh, started to, um, which has started to do. So we're happy we have thousands of members back at work and they and their families, you know, desperately need the income. In terms of safety on the properties, I mean, look, we are in constant contact with the GMs at these properties. We fiercely defend our rights, um, the rights of our members to be masked up and to, you know, make sure that the properties are following whatever the district um, law is at the time. And we communicate with the mayor and her team about what we think need, you know, need to be, um, you know, measures put into place to protect our members. So that's something that we are actively involved in and have been throughout the the pandemic. We, we, we do want to encourage people to travel, though, at, at this point. We just want them to travel safe. And well, we want them ask, to travel to Union Hotels, which I can talk to you a little bit about if, if you'd like on the site. But go ahead. Sorry. 
Well, no, I wanted you to talk about this this issue that because we we have done some traveling up to see my folks in in upstate New York, and and I have definitely seen this, Paul. Uh, they do not change the you know the linens. Yeah. They don't they, they don't they don't come anywhere near you unless you practically bag them. And apparently, this is industry wide, right? Yeah, one of the things that we see after the pandemic, which we see after every crisis in our industries, is workers return, but in lower numbers. Because right. what happens is management, the boss, uh, however you want to refer to them, you know, look to cut down on headcounts so that they can save money and make our members work harder. Um, here in the district, we've been able to fight back both um, through the power of the union and our ability to bargain with employers. And most union employers actually, um, actually are cleaning rooms daily because we demand it um, through our relationships, but we were also able to um, pass legislation, uh, which is not permanent yet, but was, is, is, uh, we believe will be permanent where we got the council in great numbers to vote to require hotels to, uh, to clean rooms daily for folks who don't know. That's one of the ways that hotels are trying to, you know, to cut back. They, they, they charge you the same exact rate and provide, and provide less service, uh, you know, Chris Nassetta, the CEO of Hilton, had the audacity to say, well, you don't you don't clean your, uh, you know, towels every you don't change out your towels every day at home. Why would you do it in a hotel? It's like, well, Chris, because I don't pay two hundred and fifty dollars you know, for my room at my house. Uh, so <laughs> and you but yeah, that's, and, that's a major issue for us. And you don't and you don't have like a, a thousand guests coming into your house over the course of the year either no and hope and hope not to but look we would urge i know we're gonna have to wrap up, up soon but we, it, it's it's a very user-friendly site you know people can go on there you can sort if you're a you know if you if you're part of marriott's uh program you can sort marriott's that are union in a particular city we think the time is right for this that's why we did the, the relaunch that people can really go to, to to be a tourist wherever you're going or to visit family and really contribute to a community and a way that you can contribute to community is to make sure that the workers in those hotels um, make a decent living, have real benefits, and can support their families. There's also some neat little things on the site, like how much we're often asked how much one should tip a room. For yes, night. yes, and we this have is great um, stuff uh, there. But the one thing we need to remind you is uh, most hotels don't have digital tipping yet. We're working on that with our members and some of our employers. But if you go to a hotel room, make sure you got cash on you so you can tip the the, the hardworking folks who clean that room. Yeah, and what you guys have always told me, I was so glad to learn this from you, is make sure you tip every day. Sometimes people will wait till the end of their stay. And uh, John always told us, no, make sure you put those couple of bucks, you know, whatever it is that you recommend uh, out there with a sign that tells them that this is for housekeeping. Right, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. We recommend at this point, given the inflation we hear so much about, that we're looking for uh, $5. $5. Uh, and, you know, your room's cleaned every day. The person who cleans your room sometimes changes. So, yeah, you should do it every day. And you should leave a little note thanking them because you'd be surprised. People like the money, but people also take pride in the work that they do. Our members certainly do. And being thanked by someone for a clean room actually means something um, because it's, you know, it's meaningful work for people. So, And, Paul, the, thing, the interesting thing is a lot of times I think people think, oh, you know, $5 is not that much. But it really it, – it, uh, because, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, so, so many people do not tip at all. And it's very sad and wrong, uh, but it really makes a difference. So it, it, it's important to do that, right? Yeah, if you, do, if you do simple math, I mean, our members can clean up to 15, 15 rooms a day, $75 a day. 
you know, it adds up to 300, you know, uh, or 400 some, uh, 375, I can still multiply <laughs> uh, bucks a week and, you know, do, do, do the math. It's thousands of dollars that people do it. And it, it, it's not much out of your pocket, but it adds up to a real sizable contribution to people's income. All right, Paul. Thank you so much for being with us. Look forward to having you back on again soon. That's Paul Schwab. He's executive, executive secretary treasurer. Easy for me to say. I'm having a day here, Paul. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks. That. I really appreciate the show that you do and having us on. And whenever you want us back, uh, you let us know. Appreciate it, Paul. Take care. The site is fairhotel.org. Check it out. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Your Rights at Work from Chris and Ed. We'll be back next week. Thanks also to Michael Nacella for keeping us on the straight and now. Everybody be very safe out there. And remember, when you're out there at the Union Hotels, be sure to tip your folks. Thanks very much. See you next week. This is a public service announcement. Get to